Frustrated with toxic people, they can't see how much they hurt me. I just want this chaos to cease. Here's your host, Dr. Shayla, my source for how to live a life of peace. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity. Welcome to the Toxic People Detox, a practical guide for finding peace in the midst of toxic people. It's not about changing them. It's about changing how you respond to them and doing so in a productive, healthy way. This is episode 16, being comfortable in your own skin. We do have an identity problem in the United States. In general, we don't let people express who they truly are, and they in turn don't allow us to express ourselves. So somewhere in the process, we tend to lose our identity. Now there could be other reasons like fulfilling a role, such as if you become a spouse or you become a parent or a caregiver, that sometimes it's a natural process for our identity to change to fit that role. Not a bad thing. But if you're looking at how we lose our identity just because of other people or our need to be a part of a group, because that's human nature, then there is one thing to look out for. And that is how we respond when someone doesn't like what we like. Now I'll give the example of a news reporter when Star Wars, the force awakens came out, I believe it was 2015. And the reporter said that, well, she didn't hate it but she wasn't really that into it. And she received a lot of death threats from some Star Wars fans. Another example, I teach biology, microbiology, environmental science, research, natural resources. But I also teach a class for those non-majors that need biology to fulfill their core curriculum. And at the beginning of the semester, I'll say, look, yeah, I know you all are math majors, music, art, political science, business, whatever you are. If you don't like biology, I understand that. It's okay. You don't have to like biology. Even biologists don't like all aspects of biology. I could care less about comparative vertebrate anatomy. You can take that somewhere else. But then I'll go on to say, you don't have to like biology. You don't have to like me, but you do have to pass this class. And I say, when I was in college, I didn't particularly care for political science. That was my least favorite topic. But when I said that a political science major in the class got offended and I said, hold up, didn't we just establish that I'm fine with you not liking biology? So you can't extend that same courtesy to me when it comes to me not liking something that you like or that you're a part of. All right. So when we talk about being comfortable in our own skins, of course, we're talking about self-confidence. A few episodes ago, I did a podcast about not caring what people think. And basically these two go hand in glove, being confident and comfortable in your own skin. A large part of that comes from not caring what people think, or is it by not caring what people think you get confidence? I know in my life, it usually starts with me not caring what people think. And that's when I got my confidence back because I spent a good chunk of my adult life just being at the whims of other people. The benefits of being comfortable in your own skin, I think we all know this, but there's some things we might not think about. I'm going to use myself as an example for these things because I wasn't naturally confident. I went through a trial by fire. I spent about 13 years of my adult life in a dark place, letting other people dictate the terms of my life. And I had to learn to take control. Now I've been taken for a ride. I've been scammed out of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars because unscrupulous people knew that I didn't have the confidence to stand up to them and they took advantage. So one benefit is that you don't get triggered very easily or things just don't bother you the way they used to. I'm from the South, 
but yet I don't have an accent. People say, well, did it go away? I said, no, I never had an accent. I had kind of like a borderline British accent, but kind of went away. And I was in New York and talking to someone and he said, wait, you're from the South? I said, yes, I'm from the deep South. And he said, you can't possibly be from the South. You don't have an accent. And I was like, okay, here we go. So he said, no, you can't be from there. You can't possibly be from there. And I'm telling him, yes, I am from the South. And so finally I got to a place where I said, look, I'm telling you where I'm from. And you're telling me I'm not from there. I wonder which one of us is right. And that pretty much stopped the conversation, which leads me into the second benefit. It's hard to get caught up in arguments when you're confident in who you are, because you don't feel the need to try to prove something to someone else. Look, if that conversation had gone on about the accent, I just would have stopped. I said, okay, fine. If you think I'm not from there, just so be it. It's not worth that aggravation. Really? Um, Another thing is that it's hard to intimidate you today (laughs) is the last day of finals. I have one more final and I am done, but yet I'm already getting calls and emails from parents talking about my students. Great. Well, first of all, it's illegal for me to talk about that great with the parent, unless they have something from the registrar, they'll say, well, do we need to go to the president? And it's always the president. It's never, do we need to go to the chair, the Dean, the provost? No, they go straight to the top. And I said, well, we don't need to, but if you go to the president, I'm going to tell him the same thing I'm telling you now. So no, that intimidation, that strong army just doesn't work on me because I'm so confident in my position that yeah, if you do want to go there, hey, so be it. Another thing, you don't care about keeping up with the Joneses. I tell my colleagues, if you ever want to know what kind of car I drive, just look in the parking lot and find the raggediest car. It's probably mine. My car is a 1996 paint chipping off, missing two hubcaps, gas guzzling Oldsmobile clunker. It needs shocks, but it's other than that, it's working fine. And I'm going to drive that thing until the engine blows up or my relatives want it back because technically it's their car. And an acquaintance tells me she would like to see me in a nicer car. I would too. And I would get it if you help me chip in with nicer car payments and the nicer car insurance premiums. Now we both get a laugh, but I do get my point across. Now, those are some of the benefits, but did you know that there are some cons? Yeah, there are pros and then there are cons to being comfortable in your own skin. Well, you start making some people insecure. Now, that's not your fault. It's that, you know, the insecurity was already there, but your confidence just magnifies that. It can ruin friendships. If you've ever seen that movie, The Mirror Has Two Faces with Barbara Streisand, there's a, Barbara Streisand plays this shy, frumpy looking college professor. And without really going into all the details of the plot, it's quite interesting. There's a scene where she has a friend and they go to cafes and whatnot. But at some point in the movie, she starts exercising, she starts dieting. And then when she meets her friend again, after she's done all this, the friend is just kind of looking at her. There's a rift that's formed between them because Barbara Streisand's character has taken the initiative to try to make herself healthy and yet her friend has not And so there's kind of like this rift between them. So those are the two big cons. People will get insecure around you and it could cause a rift in relationships. And I'm convinced that this is one of the reasons why people just don't want to step up to the plate to be confident. They like to stay in that rut that they're in because they know that it can change the dynamic of their relationships. Depending on the other person, some people might be confident in themselves and it won't change at all. In fact, it might enhance the relationship. Other times, you know, I've had this happen in my life that I've had people, there was a point in my life I wasn't that confident, but yet once they did, it kind of made me insecure and I kind of, and I pulled away from them. So now let me come to the last part. And that is how do you go about being comfortable in your own skin? 
And these key points, four key points, I've actually talked about these before when it comes to not caring what people think, because that's a part of it. Confidence is being able to make a decision and being able to live your life in such a way that I say overly influenced by what other people think about you. Yes, there is an influence. We are social creatures to an extent we do care, but is it enough that you will change the course of your life just to make another person comfortable? I talked in a podcast about dealing with toxic family members. And one of the things that comes up is you have people that like to keep you in that time capsule. They knew you when you were a kid and they just won't let you grow up. And I had a relative who did that to me. I said, look, I am not going to regress just to make you comfortable. I'm almost 40, not four. Ask yourself, all these people that you're worried about, will they be there for you? When you file a bankruptcy, regardless of whether you file a seven or a 13, you have to go to this meeting. They call it the three, four, one meeting of the creditors. Now your creditors may or may not show up, but regardless, you have to go. And as I'm sitting up here, there are like 20 other people who are trying to file either a seven or a 13. And, and I'm thinking, I, man, where are all those people I was so worried about? I got myself into all this debt because I was trying to keep up this appearance that uh, everything's going great in my life. I just wanted to fit in. And <laughs> what did it matter? All those people I cared about, they weren't there. And that's kind of how I started to break out of that. So if anything were to happen to you, would they be there for you? Okay. Number two, watch out for the people who put a burden on you that they wouldn't take on themselves. Number three, just start writing things down. It, this is one of those things that sounds a bit corny, but it's actually very powerful. And the power is in its simplicity. Write down your fears and people have trouble with this. Again, it goes back to people not letting us express who we are. When I was going through a grieving stage, my family, I mean, bless them. They were trying to help me, but they gave me some terrible advice. They said, look, just Shayla, just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Focus on your dissertation, focus on finishing your degree. So don't try. And I did that. And man, did, wow. I've said before, there are a lot of things that went wrong at the same time. There was that, there was uh, dealing with the toxic people. There was my dissertation and that's how I started gaining all that weight. And I couldn't understand why, like the weight was piling on me. Like I'm not eating. Yeah. Okay. I, I did eat a little uh, strawberry cheesecake ice cream, but that does not justify all this weight gain. And then my blood pressure spiking, my blood sugar spiking, all that came because I was trying to be the perfect daughter, the perfect sister, the perfect niece, the whatever, the perfect coworker worried about what everyone else was thinking rather than taking care of myself. If I had allowed myself to feel those emotions and write them down and you might not even like what you feel it's like, yeah, I don't like thinking this way. That's fine. Whether you like it or not, that's what you're thinking. Write it down on up to it and it frees you. It's a freeing thing. And then this is important. Give people permission to think whatever it is they think about you. You can think I'm the ugliest, dumbest, fattest, this, that, or the other thing on the face of the earth, that's fine. You have my permission to do that because if it's not true, so what? But if it is true, that means I need to make some changes in my life. If it's my physical appearance and not too much I can do about that, that's genetics. But my weight, yeah, I can do something about that. If I'm dumb, you know what? I can read a book. It's all good. But understanding the principle is that you take ownership of who you are. If someone says you're dumb, why get upset over that? And I had someone uh, get mad because they thought I was, I was insinuating that he didn't have character. I said, no, that's not what I was saying. But let's say if you do have character, then who cares if I think that or not? If you don't have character, figure out how to cultivate that trait. That's all you have to do. So let me wrap this up by saying this, being comfortable in your own skin. Learning to do that is a skill. 
And it's not easy. Like I said, I've been scammed out of tens of thousands of dollars. I've had people walk all over me, take advantage of me. And I look back and I look at how much money I lost going into bankruptcy. And for what? I learned the hard way. Let's hope you all, I hope that you all don't have to lose money like I did, that you all don't have to lose your health the way I did before you get to that point. But let's say that has happened. Let's say that you are in that place where you might've spent yourself into debt you might have lost some health. So the question now is, how do you bounce back from that? And that will be the topic of my next podcast is healing the hurt when the damage has been done. Ultimately, I would like for you to get to a place where you are comfortable in your own skin. It's not an easy process. It may mean changing your mindset. But again, keep these four key points in mind that if anything were to happen to you, will these people be there for you? Don't let people put a burden on you that they themselves wouldn't carry. They're they're just putting upon you. Write down your fears or whatever it is. Be honest with your emotions. Again, it sounds so corny, but it works. It's simple and it's powerful. And then give people permission to think whatever they want to think because they're going to do it anyway. You don't have to police people's thoughts. (laughs) You think I'm stupid? Okay, fine. You think I'm the dumbest person you ever met? You think I'm the fattest person you ever met? You think I'm the ugliest person you ever met? That's fine if you think that. It's not going to change who I am one way or the other. And think about this for a second. If you and I met face to face and I said, hmm, I think this person is such and such and you're not like that, then what does it matter what I think? I like what one person said. What you think about me is none of my business. So for the next podcast, what happens when the damage has been done? that you've been hurt by toxic people. You've been hurt because you weren't comfortable and people took advantage of you. You lost a lot of money. You lost health. You might've even lost some friends. You might've had to cut some ties with family members. Regardless of what happens, when you're in that dark place, how do you move forward? And that's what I'm going to talk about for the next podcast. Until then, I wish you peace in the midst of toxic people. Take care. Go to the Toxic People Detox. Dot com. Find peace in the midst of toxic negativity.